Hey everybody, Jordan here. So listen, sorry, first of all, for being gone last week, uh, but we're back and we hope to stay on schedule. But you know, what can we say? Life is life and sometimes it gets in the way. I just wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that uh, because we were a bit rusty, we hadn't recorded in a while, uh, some of the audio in this episode is a little fucked up. Um, Matthew's mic was uh, connected to the wrong mic, so his sound's a little wonky. Uh, it's worse at the beginning of the episode, so stick with it. I think it's a good one, so if you can stick with it, uh, it gets better as the episode goes on. So anyway, I won't keep you any longer. Enjoy the app. Welcome back to No Means No Thing, No Means Nothing, motherfuckers. We're back. We've, uh, we're sorry for being gone for a whole uh, cycle. We missed our last drop. Shit. Yeah, shit's been crazy. Um, what are you going to do, man? I can't, you know, it's one of the reasons I don't ever want to monetize this podcast, aside from the fact that I just don't want to. But also, I would feel uh, worse if we ever missed an episode. So, but I, I wanted to feel like a job. Anyway, I know, exactly. Exactly. You're getting it for free, fuckers. But in any event, you were all very cool about it. <laughs> Nothing's um, free. Nothing is free. Nothing Nothing is free. But listen, I fucking missed it. I'm super glad to be back. We've got a rip-roaring fucking episode for you tonight. I will probably mm. get drunk like I did last time. So oh, for those of great. you, that was a fun experience. Buckle mm. up. We'll see. Um, but super, 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 super glad to be back. Super fucking stoked to talk about these songs. Uh, you all know me. I'm one of your hosts. Jordan Flato. Who else we got on here? Me. Who are you? I'm Michelle, and I'm here to serve you fries. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> fries. <laughs> I love fries. We're doing fries. I'm Matthew. Hello. I love fries. Eat fries. I also love fries. But before we eat any fucking food, because we didn't bring our lunch, we've got to talk about what we're drinking. And I we have didn't poured. Bring our lunch. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, you get it. Yep. You get it. You get it. Yep. For this occasion, because this is a very, very special episode for me, I have dumped the last of the Armagnac that I had, which I was saving, into my glass. So it's a big old fat fucking pour. Oh my god! It's the last. It's the last of the Armagnac. Oh. It's probably all. It's all gonna hit right at that special song when I needed to hit. So, cheers to that. And uh, that's what I'm drinking. And from here on out, I probably won't be drinking this shit anymore because I don't have it. So I'll get you um, some more. Now nah, I got whiskey. I got two big bottles of whiskey. I got to get through. Let me get through those first. Oh, all right. Michelle, what do you got for us? Well, I have my Guinness pint glass here, which is empty at the moment that Brattles brought me back from Dublin, Ireland. And I, I will now open up a bona fide. Non, oh, oh non, that was a good one. Non gizmode. That was uh, good. Non Matthew gizmode. Here, I'll bring it in for the pour. So the Guinness drought is over. You're able to find them now in some. your favorite store. Yeah, and then I did Excellent. something stupid last week. I actually found some and had some, and I had a lot of it in a very short amount of time and uh, proceeded to puke. But we're not going to talk about that. We're uh, not going to. Well, we just did. Are you opening chips on the podcast? I am opening chips because remember how God I said damn it. my friend was going to Ireland and I wanted him to get me one of those gizmos that Matthew had. Yeah. Anyways, he, got you he chips always instead? gives me chips, 
and he gets me those little, I forget the name of them, but they're from Ireland and they're good. But then he also got me this bag. This is a very famous uh, bag of chips over there, a company called Kios. And these mm, are crinkle, crinkle cut. cut, extra crunchy Guinness flavored chips with, Holy can you see this? What, what is this? Guinness and oysters are going to give me shit about putting clam in my drink. Not anymore. Come on. I'm going to open them up. No, don't. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I'm so sorry, everybody. Oh. From the microphone. Further away from the microphone, please. You've destroyed our listenership. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I'm so sorry, everybody. Was it worth the wait? Are you glad we were gone four weeks? Holy shit. I don't taste any oysters in here. <laughs> They're very salty. Holy Christ. Well, while Michelle uh, ruins our ears, uh, Matthew. Take that away from the microphone. Holy hey, I'm going to give you a bag that... when you. All right. Jesus, not like I farted. That... <laughs> but I probably <laughs> yeah. will later. <laughs> just wait. Just wait till you hear this episode, Michelle. Oh, then you'll fat. understand what we were doing. All right, yeah. uh, Matthew, what do you got for us? All right, I got from Moon Underwater, uh, which is Victoria Brewery, uh, the Old World Saison. And I have a oh. feeling this is going to be one of these um, light, lightweight versus kaiju matches up, matches up, matches up. Because um, match them up. There's no way that Strange is going to let me get away with not drinking this one. Um, from Dagrad Brewery, this is the Disco Strike. Oh. oh fuck yes! Are you kidding me? Are you shitting my ass? Take it, yeah. take it all. They're both saisons, actually. Yeah, nice. Anyway, yeah, disco stroke. And uh, this one is, I think it's it's a strong motherfucker. Um, well, maybe seven point eight, and it's a seven fifty ml bottle, so it's like uh, oh, the size shit. of the ginger ale. Yeah. No, do it. I'm not gonna do both. You got- no, no, no. <laughs> Just no more chips. Well, I'm kind of no. hungry, goddammit. <laughs> I swear to God, if in the middle of when I'm talking about one of my fucking songs, you broke in that bag of chips. Not after that crab incident. No way. No way. Oh, this is the oyster. The oyster incident. So I'm the gonna oyster incident. So let's right. let Matthew make his pour. Everyone out there, make your pour. Take like lemonade. Get you uh, milk, milk, lemonade, Disco and then lemonade. Uh, easy, Mr. Experience. Easy, easy. Um, Look, he just dumped. All right. All oh, cheers to you two! It's really fucking good to be back with you, nerds. Wait, let's let Matthew get his glass. We'll take a big swig before we you. dive into this week's matchups. All right. Cheers. All right, everybody, tuck in. Oh, that's, grab that's your nice. beer. Good. Excellent. Discolicious. Okay, let's uh, let's open the uh, portacollis and see which uh, Spartans are entering the arena for our first kaiju battle. And this, I do believe, this is a uh, a Japanese style kaiju battle tonight on all fronts, before really? and after the break. There are giant monsters coming wow. in uh, in one way or another. So our first matchup is. Brainless Wonder, oh god, off of Wrong, oh. nineteen eighty nine, oh. versus Faceless May, off of Tour EP one from two thousand and ten. 
So separated by two decades, mm. two songs mm-hmm. from two two very different periods, two very, very different songs. And interestingly, although I won't reveal the second matchup yet, two fucking instrumentals in the same that episode. That are almost exactly the same length as each other. Yeah, it's wild. Never mind, wild. but never mind about that. Well, never mind about that. Uh, anyway, so we're going to start with right. uh, Brainless Wonder. Oh! So everyone turn off your brains a little bit. And I don't know, this song's not that long, so you may just be hearing the entire thing. I'm not Do sure. It. Do but it. Here's, here's, here's a little clip. Matthew gets the honor of uh, leading us first through this wonderland. What do you got, Matthew? Ha, yeah. Um, an instrumental song um, off of off of wrong. Uh, it is uh, almost like that sort of a gear gear changing kind of song from um, I think it's track three. Is it not? Um, after it the, the one two punch of uh, the tower, it's, it's catching up in the tower. Um, fantastic because it is. It is a, a bra- brainless sort of song. It's just uh, incredible chops. Um, it is, uh, well, almost lyricless. Um, but uh, so mostly you can t- talk about the music. Um, I love how the, the floor tom um, sounds like a double kick drum. It sounds like uh, one of these mm. things where I don't know how John does it. Um, that uh, he, he manages to sound like he has a double bass pedal, but he does not. Um yeah, uh, this one of these songs that they play, it seems like just to say that they can or to prove it to themselves or something like that. Um, but there's <laughs> lots of lots of little like awesome bits and pieces. There's a part where they go, huh? um, and I don't know whether it's music, I don't know whether it's like it's a part of the song, and you would totally, if I pointed it out to you. You, um, I would, yeah. If you pointed it out, I'm sure. Yeah, but I don't know whether it's an instrument or whether it's vocals. I'm actually going. Chah. Anyway, um, it's it's my googly eyes. That's what. Yeah, that's googly eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, out of your head. I love how the tom and bass are in sync, um, oh, and then they have this sort of breakdown where they like, 
and there's like yeah. they're making these coughing slash barfing sounds. Yeah, so great, so super awesome. That's so great. Of course they are. And um, that part reminds me of um, like uh, these sort of single hits of a single note. Dun, 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 dun. And it's almost like they're sort of changing gears and going up a notch because then it gets really, oh, really yeah. fast um, in, in a higher register. Um, and then down into some weird sort of hardcore straight into a funk bass line. Yeah, um, <laughs> <sort of> real <laughs> fluid, liquid, <laughs> of sinuous shit oh going God. on oh, during, oh. that, uh, during that funk bass uh, bass line. The guitar is doing sort of like atmospheric, dreamy stuff. Like yeah. it could be like a, from a from prog song or something like that. And then, <laughs> which is always John <laughs> in the background. Um, yeah, I, I I don't have much more to say that except that I love that it ends with a choked crash. <laughs> and I will end there. Nice. All right, Strangey, take us down. One minute and thirty four seconds of pure fucking bliss. Googly eyes to the fucking max with this. Hell yeah! I think this song sucks. I remember playing this song for some metalhead pals of mine, and that's exactly what the hell I saw when I looked at their, when I looked at their face, fucking googly eyes. This is a fierce, kick-ass onslaught of fury that's exciting as it is toe-tapping. Just when you think Tom Araya is going to belt out another angel of death scream, you hear some dude clearing his throat and coughing. <laughs> ending, on a, ending on a quick high-pitched scream that I think I hear. Top of the food chain in this ditty is a perfectly played, articulated bass laydown with a little tattly-ass guitar snare and a scream Fuck that yeah. brings you back to the mayhem. Oh, that bass line. It's just... Yeah, it's so it. fucking oh. good. Oh, oh, oh. oh, God. You could simplify. Oh. This riff is three solid slams but listen to the juice and triplets they throw in there bam, blah, 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 blah. right yep oh exactly exactly enter the i need lunch feed me now i need lunch when's my break that it's is break. hilarious yeah and it kind of takes a serious not seriousness out of the song and i want to know the story behind that lunch break line this yeah, is right. a thunderous <clears throat> throwdown that leads into the greatest song they ever fucking wrote yeah, well, I'm I'm not gonna argue with that. Yep, I'm not gonna fight you. Not gonna fight you. We'll fight later. The greatest, Fuck yeah. greatest so, song they ever wrote. I I don't have googly eyes on this, but I should. That's what this means. It doesn't mean because they don't deserve it. It's because that's not my thing. So what I wrote instead was Thrasterpiece. It's oh, it's not a gross. happy bridge. It's a, it's not it's not a happy bridge. It's a thrashy bridge. <laughs> it's awesome. So this. But this well, is a great you, fucking you bridge. You are a dad, yeah. so I suppose you're allowed. Yeah, yeah. I'm allowed. It's I actually have my card in my wallet about it. But um, it is a fucking thrasher piece. Yeah. This fucking thing is so... It's so... It toes that line. Like, if you're just listening to it kind of... not No, you couldn't listen to this song casually. But if it's on in the background, you're not paying attention to it. There there are the, the signs... Yeah, exactly. But there's the signs of it being sort of like a thrash metal fucking song. But when you really listen to it, that as you were talking about Michelle and, and Matthew too, the complexity underneath oh. it, those triplets that just fucking uh, erudition behind every fucking note and transition and curve. And then just the oh, humor God. underneath yep, all yep, of it. Yep, the, yep. They're just taking the piss out of it. That's just sort of thing like 
yeah, we're so fucking good. We don't, we can play this good and still not take it seriously. Fuck you. Right. Like yeah. it's just so fucking good. And it's the perfect bridge between the tower and tired of waiting, tired which of are waiting. this, this thunderous, ponderous song, this gorgeous song, tired of waiting. Then there's just this blistering thrash funky piece oh into tired of waiting, which is jazz. I mean, it's just this, I mean, again, a masterpiece of sync uh, uh, of, uh, of, um, beauty of, of, well, of everything, but of God, what's the God, what's the word I'm talking about of how they arrange their out. There's a word. Listen, I've already lost the, my language. Thing, I'm fucked this episode. The, the, um, yeah, sequencing, sequencing. Yes, that's yes, what I'm yes, trying yes, to say. Yes. A masterpiece of sequencing in mm-hmm. terms of where mm-hmm. this falls on the album. Mm-hmm. It's fucking gorgeous. And I just, the, the, the contrast between the blistering speed metal and the jazzy riffs, the tightness of it all, it's it's out of control. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. And of course, yeah, that ending, I Need Lunch, wins my break. I think there's a callback to this in Cat, Sex, and Nazis when John goes, I've come to work and I brought my lunch. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. 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 I think he's I think that's a callback to this song, which it deserves a callback. But no, this song is they don't have many instrumentals. They're few and far between. But this is in there. Oh, I man. think this is their I mean, we've got Obsessed, we've got Happy Bridge, we've got a few others, but when they decide to do it, fucking, they just do oh not hold God. back. This is just fucking crazy. I never got to see this live. I don't know if they never played. I Maybe they played it with Tom. I don't know, but I never, I, I wish I would have gotten to see it live. No, I don't know if I did see that. I don't remember. know. I don't know. That's a lot I don't of know, energy but, to do um, that. They were probably trying to take it easy, It's a lot man. of fucking energy. I, Again, I, wish I, day, live, I was though, always so... F- so excited to be at a show that I didn't remember what songs they were playing. Yeah, 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 right, right. Didn't, didn't, didn't In any event, that's, a, <laughs> that's about all I have to say, too. You know, I'm a, I'm a lyrics nerd when it comes down to it, but it doesn't matter. It's mostly because all their songs have lyrics. They can be powerful and good as fuck without words. They don't have to say a single fucking word to be just fucking kick-ass. Oh, so, man, well, this I've is already a said doozy. a million fucks. A doozy. Yeah, this, this song gets four fucks up. So there you go. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, let's move on to our second contender, which is a vastly different song in mm-hmm. every sense of the word. This is Faceless May off of Tour EP1. Let's pull off the mask and tickle the chin of little May. Oh. <laughs> if you want to find her and ask her advice, carve a road out of Melting ice Walk to the sunset And pause to see The burning rays As they cease to be Wait for the moment To pass before The mirror of what will be Nevermore Then turn to the left And close your eyes And whisper these words To the dying light Which part of the song I'm going to put in there, but you just heard a clip of it. 
Matthew, I'm really fucking looking forward to hearing what you have to say about this song. It's so layered. Uh, oh, very good way. Again, uh, it's like so many of these tour EP songs. I wish that I had um, paid more attention earlier because uh, I, I, I kind of wish I'd spent more time with this song, even though we've had longer than average to uh, listen to these songs and prepare for these. Um, we need more, more, more thinking on this one because, um, again, I don't know these songs nearly as well. And, uh, but Faceless May, it is mysterious. And I think in a previous episode, Jordan, you, you said, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, really don't have much of an idea what it's about. I think, wh- what is Faceless May? I, I think it is the personification of something inhuman, something, some force that is greater than everything. And maybe it's time. Um, I have a feeling that maybe because uh, there's almost a few uh, callbacks to that. It's like uh, furrow the years. Uh, they use the word furrow in now. Um, yeah. Your cries above the furrow, draw my fingers like a plow. And that, that is certainly a song about, about time. Um, how, you know, you get slotted into a particular furrow and the furrow is where you plant your seeds as well. Um, so that's what yeah. um, springs force. Um the, interestingly, there's the, a strange word, rippleless, which is a hard word to say. Yeah, rippleless. Um, he says the word rippleless twice in this song in two different contexts, and I, I kind of am interested in that. It's almost like different. Um, where are they? Uh, a rippleless wave and a rippleless breeze. Um, yeah. Again, it's like this sort of uninterrupted. Um, it's kind of interesting that we've got another song coming up that has to do with uh, water metaphors. Um, yeah. Or flu- fluid fluid metaphors um, that, uh, yeah, a rippleless wave and a rippleless breeze, this sort of uh, changing of uh, liquid to uh, gaseous um, metaphors. And then he talks about uh, fish and why are they swimming in, swimming in the sky? I don't know. It's a, it's a confusing one. I need more time with this one. I think. Um, what else have I got here? If she's got, if she had eyes, they'd be bright and wide. Um, something uncorrupted un, and pure. It's it's you know something completely unaware. Some force that's completely unaware of everything that it's affected. I think maybe that is more uh, credence to his something like time or nature or something like that. Um, She's got a withered hand from stirring the pebbles in sand. It actually reminds me of that stick hand that uh, that, that sort of Mr. Happy figure has on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, in, oh, in, yeah. In the, yep, in that the, guy. In the album art. So, you know, maybe yeah. Faceless May is another aspect of, of, uh, of Slade, that other side, or that, you know, um, maybe Slade is the part that pays attention to you necessity and faceless may is a part that doesn't 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 care and uh affects you regardless of uh of how much you pay attention it doesn't pay attention to you because it uh it's got no feelings it's funny that way Hmm. (laughs) dear little faceless may i always thought it's kind of interesting how dear little faceless may it's it's almost like a diminutive or sort of a, a an expression of fondness um but it's you know, almost sort of a condescending way of referring to something that is so powerful. 
uh, it's kind of an interesting uh, way, and I still I'm interested to know what you guys. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's sort of where I'm where I'm going. Yeah. So it's, it's some thing that's totally unaware of you mm-hmm. that um, affects you regardless. Um, what else have I got here? Mostly it's uh, the music because this is an interesting musical song. It's got a lot of different bits and pieces. Um, so the last sort of lyrical thing that I've got in here is uh, turn to the left, um, which is turn to the left and close your eyes and whisper these words to the dying light. So the left is the sinister. It's it's the dark. It's the sort of like the non-standard. Um, right. The left-hand um, path. Yeah, the left-hand path. Uh, so maybe that's it. I don't know. Um, turn to this darker side and sort of let it wash over you. Um, musically, uh, yeah, interesting song. Uh, the, 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 the bridge, I'm glad when, you know, these sort of Latter-day songs where I start to feel, um, you know, Tom doing sort of more atmospheric stuff, I mm-hmm. kind of get, yeah. get mm-hmm. sad because I wish that I'd been able to sort of see him uh, grab the reins in the music a little more because uh, right. he's a fantastic musician. I think mm-hmm. he got a little subsumed uh, or just sort of, I don't know. I don't. I can't imagine. I can't imagine that Rob and John treated him like a hired gun, especially because no. he's such an old old friend of theirs and everything yeah. like that. But maybe he didn't sort of really, you know, uh, drop his needle in the groove to a certain extent. It, really, sort of this this song. A, I think it has more. Big, it was a big set of pants to step into, right? Of and, and like such a so, and and they're such a dynamic, powerful duo. Right. It's right. got to yeah. be really hard to feel like you can make your mark on that, right? And his his style is so fucking different. Yep. Yeah. theirs mm-hmm. that yeah mm-hmm. i just yeah it's kind it just of this is one of the weird. songs where it, it feels like sort of tom has his mark on it a little more and yeah, i, 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 sure, I really yeah. li- like yep. that about it and, mm-hmm. um uh i love the the rockabilly breakdown and then ending in a total beautiful snare roll and there's a lot of um snare kind of shuffly rolly type stuff that goes on and then uh, a dialogue with Tom. It's sort of a more uh, Tom and John kind of uh, interplay mm-hmm. on this song, which is, is kind of fantastic. Um, but yeah, some of the guitar effects, uh, they remind me of some of the things that, um, you know, he's talking about uh, stirring the pebbles and sand. Like maybe it is time, maybe it's water eroding. And some of the guitar effects remind me of like ice and sunlight and stuff mm. like that. that um, yeah, you know, glinting or sort of weaving their way through the rock. So yeah, it's a really beautiful uh, song musically, and um, I don't want to say it's like overproduced. It seems like a lot of care has been given into sort of the reassembly of the bits and pieces of the song, and it, it is sort of like where No Means No might have gone. It, it uh, again makes me a little sad that uh, they didn't go much further than this because. Uh, it was. It's not like their earlier stuff. It is different, and it is going in a direction which I find really interesting, especially going back and listening to it again. Um, and uh, yeah, at, at the end, there's some um, keys, mm-hmm. which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost like a machine or clock winding down at the end. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, on... 
I can't remember whether it's in the main No Means No group on Facebook or whether it was in our podcast group, but somebody said something about you know a comparison of No Means No and Rush, and everybody got mad because um, it's like it's just because there's three members and Ram Ram the Canadian. Ram, Ram. So <laughs> come on, oh, come on. So people got a little better about it and said, okay, well, which which No Means No song reminds you of Rush? And a lot of people said. Um, I don't remember which one it was anyway, but there's a, there's a, there's brainless a Tom Wonder. Phil. It, yeah, it was Brainless Wonder. Um, there's a Tom Phil, and I wish I could, th- I, it'll, it'll come to me in the middle of the night, no doubt, but there's uh, a, a Rush song. There's a Tom Phil in this song, which is almost identical to a Tom Phil in a Rush song. And so this oh. would be my, this would be my, my, uh, this is the one that maybe reminds me of Rush. Stealing from here and the there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Slowly nice. melting. Slowly melting is the one that a lot of people said it might remind. That deserves, you. That deserves a chip. Uh oh. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Slowly melting. Slowly melting. <laughs> anyway, that's nice. what I have to say about Faceless May. Uh, again, I wish I paid more attention to it earlier, but I have more time to listen to it, uh, despite the erosion of and pebbles and sand and weathered hand. Of nice. Right. Uh, all right, Michelle, opine for all us. All right, you want you want you want to have some chips? No, no uh, chips. Okay, I'm okay. good. All right, I'm good. Thanks, Matthew. I'm gonna. I got two bags. I'm gonna save some for you. All Sweet. Right. So an oyster. Awesome. Right. So I listened to a live version of this, and Rob introduced the song and asked <laughs> asked everyone if they knew that why the song was called Faceless May. John asked too, and Rob says it's about a little girl. And she has no fucking face. It was so funny. He was just being a dillweed. A dillweed. And then, and then, and then John went, oh, Ooh, asshole. <laughs> my little girl. And she has no oh, fucking shit. face. It's funny as hell. This is another one by our storytelling Robs that makes me think it would make a good fucked up animated video. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. I was going to yeah. say that, actually. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. It's a little, little disturbing. Uh, the music sadly doesn't blow my mind, but it sure is a beautiful backdrop to the piece that helps paint the picture. It's a woefully lonely piece that sometimes feels yeah, a lonely. bit too stripped. Yeah, it feels a little too stripped down to me at times, but maybe that's what they were going for. I like the guitar effects quite a bit and, and spots where mm. they insert cool sound effects. A straightforward piece that's heartfelt and unfeigned. He's playing nice. up on the yeah. I don't know what it's up called, the, but like where you the, the the tight part behind the like the tuning. Yeah, the tuning pins. Yeah. Non-speaking length. Yeah. You can call it that mm. if you want to. All right. Yeah. So, faceless May. I I've I. I love this song. I think it's fucking great. I think that this is one of those songs that. Is the other side. So this is interesting comparison between these songs because Brainless Wonder shows their musical virtuosity and skill in a way that's uncomparable. Yeah. But they also have this ability to settle in and say, and I'm going to talk about this when we get to this next matchup. They don't have to do that to show their power. There's this other side that I think really comes from Rob. That's this beautiful contemplative side mm-hmm. where it's like, listen, the power of this song is not there. Right. I don't need to I don't need to show off musically to, to communicate something 
incredibly rich. Mm-hmm. Let me do it through this instead. Uh-huh. And this is, I think, in 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 well, this is uh, this is not true. I think there's actually several songs like this on the tour EPs, but this is the most to me mysterious song of the of the final EPs. And thematically to me, not musically at all, but thematically, this really feels like a companion to Mary to me. Mm. Really? Okay. Yeah. And 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 Matthew Faceless it was Mary. interesting. Yeah, in it, it well and and actually a callback to last episode and we did not mention this song. You you mentioned the fact Matthew about how there's very few songs where they call out names and we didn't mm-hmm. call out Faceless oh, Mary. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is one of the others. Yeah. Yeah, this is wait, what would you say? Well, Mary. I missed that. I don't think we mentioned. Yeah, 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 Mary. Yeah. Exactly. And right. so this is one of the songs where they call out a name, which I think is really interesting, but it, the reason I think it's similar to Mary is that it's refer and, and much like you said, Matthew, I think it's referring to that impersonal, almost cosmic fucking just nature force, this force behind our petty humanity that we want to anthropomorphize. We want to find oh. as cute. There's this thing that like calling it faceless May, this diminutive sort of like child that you want to love, but every description of her is grotesque. She would yeah. have beautiful eyes, but she doesn't. She's faceless. Yeah. Her hand is withered. Like all of these things, like she, he sets up, you know, if she were happy, her joyous cries, if she were happy, but she's not, she's nothing. She, you can't understand her. She's she not keeps setting up. She's just not exactly. Happy. <laughs> she's just not happy. It's this thing that you cannot understand. It's like, out, and and one of the things that this thing makes me think of in terms of its, because it, I do think it's nature, right? great nature with a capital N. Mm-hmm. It's this, it, it's, it's showcasing our desire to understand, our desire to anthropomorphize, our desire to say nature is like man. But it's, it's so, this, this, this is a beautiful piece of poetry that puts it completely out of reach, but talks about our desire to make it human. And we can't. Everything about it is other, but it's always trying to bring it back to if it were like a human, it would be like this, mm-hmm. but it's, but it's not, but it's, not. it's not like this. No. It's other. Yeah. And there's the sense of the otherness is ominous, but beautiful. I mean, I think the lyrics here, while this may not show how no means it does show how, and I'll talk about this in a minute. It does show how no means no could have evolved musically on this side of it. Right. Cause they have other songs like this. I think the um, world wasn't built in a day as a song that showcases in a sense, very similar, very stripped mm. down, but very much in the service of what it's trying to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I think this is, I think it's very much in that vein, which again is a song I love. Right, right. And I very much think this is Rob like, also, this shows Rob's maturity in his poetry in his later years. He, he was wasn't always acting beautiful... mature when he that night at the gig that I saw. Though. Well, you know, whatever, exactly. <laughs> but that's but they always they never no, like no, you don't I have to lose your sense of humor right, to right, be right. like no. Right? But when they played so, it, it was serious. It was like they were like, laying it down. He, ah. It's Rob has always been a genius poetically, but mm-hmm. he buries the bone deeper here. He buries it deeper. He's willing to take more poetic chances and make his shit more difficult to penetrate. And I love him for it. I think it's beautiful that he was willing to be even more esoteric in his poetry. Mm-hmm. Matthew, you pointed out the rippleless wave. That was something I was going to uh, uh, talk about too. There's a lot of congruities in here between 
sky and water, right? Mm. And I think there's this, and, and and the thing about like a floating rock on a ripple was ripples wave. I know I've been a broken record talking about Buddhism, but that's a that's an old old Buddhist metaphor. The idea of tossing a pebble in the in the in the water what? and watching the ripples that ripples that is an old Buddhist metaphor for seeing a thought enter oh. our consciousness and seeing its effects and witnessing it. That's a that's a very very old Buddhist metaphor, and so a floating oh. rock on a rippleless wave, and yet his idea that the undifferentiated nature of water and sky why is there a difference at the root at a physics level it's all a soup it's all a big fucking soup why do we see it as a difference why do the fish only live in one place and not in the fucking sky what is the difference why is the world like it is it's someone like at, at root just really wanting to know why is the world like it is and behind it all is this force that's like you cannot ever 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 fucking know it is an absolute mystery and i think faceless may is the embodiment of that mystery oh. you will never fucking know but you want to know you want to anthropomorphize it you want to make it human and you can never fucking know but i want to point out oh. one of my little like how rob really plays with lyrics rob and i fucking love this and i i can't know this for sure because rob like a fucking asshole did not publish the lyrics to these songs so fuck you rob if you're listening oh, come on. god damn it yeah i don't really mean that but i really i'm bummed that i don't know this um for sure there's a there's a there's a part and i know i'm pretty sure about this but this is brilliant he reuses a lot of words in this you've already talked about ripple there's also two lines. There's a line that said, if she were sad, her acid tears would carve out the days and furrow the years. And he says the word carve very hard. So, you know, it's carve. And then late. And then later he says, if you want to find her and ask her advice, calve a road out of melting ice, melting ice. And it's kind of sounds like carve, which makes sense. But icebergs oh, yes, that's they what do. they do when they melt it's one of those for him, things in the lyrics site it says cave a road fuck that yeah but it's not it's cow because that's yeah. what icebergs do they calve they melt they calve and how fucking beautiful and brilliant is that for him to take this word carve and then change it to yeah. calve later in the it's just like wow fucking a this guy fucking hey this guy i love his lyricism so to me, this is a quiet song. It's a contemplative song, but it's just a beautiful statement about a really deep human need that can never be answered. And I think we're going to talk. I'm going to talk about this later in another song. I don't know that there's another band that's as good about talking about those questions that are so deeply felt and absolutely unanswerable. And that's art, man. Yeah. That's fucking art. And this is and humility. Art humility. Song. Humility. Yes. Exactly. Respect. Humility. No, but that, that, uh, yes, it's humility. It's it is humility. It's humility in the face of something we can't know. That's exactly. faceless. It's fucking faceless. Right. I have to say, the one problem I do have with this song is that rockabilly section. I don't get it. I don't get it. This song, the one thing, and this is, I'm sure it's intentional and maybe the tension it sets up in me is, is important. I always wanted there to be a part in the song that it turned up to 11 and it only ever got to nine. And there was never that part that they do in some other songs where they give you that moment where they're like, 
fucking that feeling breaks through and I'm going to give it to you. And it oh. never quite does. And I felt like that was the part where they were trying to do that. That part never landed for me. It never lands. I just feel like, eh, no, nah, it doesn't work. I don't, mm. that's, I get what you're getting for. I think it's the right part in the song for it. I think it's needed, but what was put there doesn't land for me. And I don't know why, cause I love this song, but I do not love that part. Mm. I actually don't, I don't like that part. I won't even say I don't love it. I don't like it. I actively don't like it. And I don't know why. Mm. Well, I do know why, but it's, that's just me. I know it's just me probably, but it's the one part of the song that feels false to me. The rest of it feels ultimately true what you were saying both of you about tom's playing i think it's gorgeous oh, i yeah. think i did i wasn't listening to the drums enough in this song because it seems so simple it's fucking amazing john is not like he's not doing pyrotechnics but his main line is so subtle and so detailed and so not usual it's so unusual underneath something so simple it's fucking amazing it, it's weird and there's think, like rockabilly and like um country kind of drumming yeah. in this song weirdly but even like er, yeah it's it's just this it's this unusual sort of shuffle beat that's just mm-hmm. it's just gorgeous it's it's not this is not a pyrotechnic song but all the pieces of it are intentional and gorgeous so i think yeah, this I wrote is made shuffle. a latter day masterpiece of them wow. i, I yeah. fucking love it i love it <laughs> i wrote shuffle and didn't so, say it it's shuffle was in my notes there yeah yeah I'm, yeah I'm shuffle. so there's 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 did, faceless may which the those of you who haven't who those of you who wrote off this song if there are and, and i want to say that i know there's one of the greatest things for me of doing this podcast greatest fucking compliments is that people have talked about having to reassess songs that they didn't pay attention to yeah. or the later songs or the later half of their albums especially oh, man, these jewelry so piece people have said that have said that a lot i think this song's worth another listen folks yeah, if yeah. you haven't paid attention give it another listen it's worth it it's got a lot in there it's got a lot in there. It's beautiful. So anyway, that's oh, no. face dismay. Let's go to oh the God. let's go to the votes. I Matthew, don't want to vote. What's your vote? Um faceless may. Oh, oh yeah. God. I, I like faceless this song may. and I think there's a lot more to it. Um Brainless Wonder as much as I as much as I love it. It's um it's 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 sort of like a little uh interlude oh, um no, within no. wrong i think yeah oh, so faceless me has more right. to it and i need more time uh to ex- explore it <laughs> a thrashy bridge michelle give us your honest opinion <laughs> oh, oh no guts. i'm totally gonna <laughs> i'm so I, again you're you're saying very beautifully placed thought very thought out <laughs> words and i'm just so like (laughs) i'm so fucking i just don't dive that deep i don't uh, not that there's anything wrong with that but i just no no yeah i get it ah i'm just a surfactant type of person i guess i don't know you just want where's your lunch when's my break feed me now i guess Surfact- I shouldn't have said surfactant because that helps you break the surface. I don't break the surface. I just stay on there and surf That's right down the word, fucking. The okay. Uh, oh, I'm brainless wondering all the way. Oh, yeah. BW. Nice. Good, good. I'm glad it represents. Oh! So I love Brainless Wonder. I think it's a fucking four fucks up song. I think it's tight as fuck. I love it. 
if if I were someone who didn't really dive into lyrics, it would win for me. Not, and I'm not saying this diminutively. No, I'm just is, not an insult. Me. No, I, I mean it because I get it. No, I get it. Right. It's, it's if I weren't listening awesome. to lyrics, if I weren't listening to lyrics, it would win by a thousand miles. Yeah. But for me, it is yeah. faceless May because I think it's a later day masterpiece of Rob, right. and I think it's one of his poetic masterpieces on on, on that front. So okay. I have to go with faceless May. All right. It's not. It's it's not as good musically. I'll put it there. Although the music serves it. But it serves yes, something it, else. That, that music does serve it, but this it this, serves something else. This, but I get it. I get it. And this is no shade on Brainless Wonder because that song is oh tight God. as fuck and yes. as fun as fuck mm-hmm. and it's so so good. And and Brainless Wonder is perfectly placed on that album. Absolutely. This is the this is the thing yeah, that yeah. two repeats do not have. Two repeats yeah. do not have masterful that sequencing. Structure. None yeah. of that matters. That structure matters zero. Those songs could almost go in any order and it wouldn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Brainless Wonder, a Brainless Wonder has to go where it goes and it's better for where it is. Yeah. So it wins on that front in terms of sequencing. It is a genius placement of a beautiful song. Thank so you. Thank I, you. this is not, this is not an easy choice for me. I'll put it there. This is not a no brainer. Hey. And it, it it would win on that. Not, front, a, but not a brainless wonder. Not it's not a brainless wonder. <laughs> uh, but I guess blam, I gotta blam, give it to Faceless May. It's so fucking good. Oh my god! I mean, my grin on that song is like a fucking mile wide when I listen to that song. So I feel kind of bad actually, but that's my vote. All right, all right. Let's, uh, being honest, let's move cool. into our central section. Maybe we let's not make our uh, begging quite as long as it was last episode which was really long but matthew do you want to supplicate in front of the folks to about what we want from them a little bit you know i think it actually works last kind of uh begging because we actually Actually. got a lot of really awesome submissions thank you all for your submissions hey michelle quit it i am hungry Uh, you ate your remember that fucking that 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 juice you had with the red shit in it with a celery stock. That was to irritate Jordan. That was it. That was to irritate Jordan. It wasn't because I was hungry. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> uh, so um, thank you all for your submissions, and um, please send your submissions in. Uh, yeah. As we always say, uh, it's not hard and fast by any means. We just like to provide you with some uh, starting points if you were to send in your submission to no means nothing podcast at gmail.com or you can uh, send it to our phone number, which I do which not is have in front of me. 415-493-8630. Oh. That number again is 415 oh. Six three zero. Oh. Country code one. So that's Canada and the United States. Um, yep. And it cuts you off after three minutes. So uh, if you want to plan out your uh, your strategy, then uh, please do so. Um, yeah. So the the three the three questions that we sort of uh, ask uh, or give you a starting point for is uh, what does no means no mean to you. Um, what was your kind of no means no origin story? Or if you have a wonderful story about, um, you know, hanging out with some buddies, listening to no means no, the point at which you were introduced to no means no by a girl you thought was pretty. Um, hey, that was or, me. <laughs> or, was me. Or, Hell yeah. or, or boy you thought was pretty. Um, 
or if you had a really good time at a show or a really shitty time at a show where the bouncer kicked you in the balls and they didn't let you in at all. Um, it doesn't matter. Just like the hoodie. He didn't win give, the hoodie. That's right. Yeah, give us, give us the, give us some stories. Those do, delicious stories. Um, thank you uh, again uh, for all your submissions, and um, please give us more of them because we do have actually have a little bit of a buffer. Maybe it's because we haven't we been do. recording quite so much, but uh, we have uh, yeah uh, a couple more. Um, we have more submissions than we have episodes to release currently. That's and right. That is, uh, the guilt getting to and, people. Yeah. And if you, I want to let you know if you've sent something in and you have not heard your submission yet, you will hear it. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah. I'm. I'm dedicated. None of these will be unplayed one way or the other. So it will yeah. get in, and we're just trying to space them out and figure out which ones to play where. But don't worry, there's none of them that are going to sit. And I'm keeping yeah. track of all this shit. None Nothing of them will sit unplayed. Huh? Wait, what's that? He straight up has a, sp- a spreadsheet. Oh, oh yeah, I do. I have a yeah. fucking. I have a big ass spreadsheet. Someday I'll share it. But anyway, this submission this week is going to be a red one, right? We tend to sometimes play the ones that are recorded, but we also appreciate the ones that people just send in to us because they don't want to record something, which I totally fucking get. Every time I have to listen to one of these episodes to edit it and hear my own voice, I'm like, fuck that shit. So I get it. <laughs> so this week we're going to listen. We're going to listen to Matthew read mm-hmm. a submission from Jeff Davidson. So Matthew, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try not to rush because uh, as soon as I finish reading this, I'm going to need to go water my uh, star jasmine, so to speak. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. All right. So, Jeff Davidson, son of David, Jeffrey. Um, my journey into punk rock began with the Dead Kennedys when an Atlanta, Georgia college radio station, WRAS, Georgia State city played bedtime for democracy in its entirety as such it became a huge fan of dead kennedys and a few years later just getting into my teen years i began using my hard-earned money to collect albums from the alternative Pentacles label one of the first albums i got my hands on was the oops wrong stereotype compilation and this is where i discovered Morgan snow the wrong stereotype compilation album led off with a one-two punch of instrumented version of no fucking mm-hmm. followed by hunt the she-beast Mm. Holy shit was in order, and I immediately began seeking out more of their music out. Nice. Not long after I went to my local record store and found the day everything became isolated and destroyed. Just the opening combo of the day everything became nothing and dead souls cemented their place as one of my favorite bands. I didn't mm. think much of most of the rest of the album because I guess I was too young to appreciate the jazz influences otherwise, but that has since changed, of course. Nice. I remember seeing a review of Wrong in a Thrasher magazine soon thereafter. Went out and got the album and have since been known among my friends as the guy who likes No Means No. Oh, nice. You can blame me. Down the rabbit hole I went, and they remain my favorite band of all time to this nice. day. Oh, yeah. I would say, however, that the fact that His and All only released two albums is one of the greatest tragedies in music history. Hey, Andy. Fuck yeah. Hey, Andy. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to Andy and Scott could be contenders. Whoa. What does no means no mean to me? Their music has been there with me through everything. Mm-hmm. Tough times, breakups, moments of absolute joy. And in my moments of doubt and hopelessness, I have always been able to summon victory as a personal anthem. And I will go out on a limb to say that victory is my favorite song of all time by the band. Oh, nice. It's really helped me through nice. a lot. 
while I'm at it. Top 10 would definitely include self-pity slash long days. Yes. Okay, it's interesting he put a slash there rather than a comma. The Tama, the, the Tomer, the Tomer, the Tower. Oh my gosh. Stock taking. The day oh, yeah. of the evening, nothing. All of Worldhead, ah uh, hell. This is why you guys have this podcast, right? Amazing World body head. of work. No, is it? Okay, anyway. Uh, and impossible to choose even 10 favorites. Fuck. Mm-hmm. This is a little aside here. When I ask people, what's your favorite band? What's your favorite song? And I know they like music. Uh, this is my, my standard little thing. It's like, what's your favorite band? What's your favorite song? Whatever. Uh, that's hard to answer. So I always mm-hmm. say, name a band that you would put in your top five 70% of the time that people ask you that question. It's right. easier for people to answer. Desert um, Island Discs. Yeah. The only time we got to see No Means No was in, I think, 1994 when they opened for Alice Donut. Opened for oh. Alice Donut. Okay. So alongside yeah, Ultra they Day in mm-hmm. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what a lineup, right? It may have been the only time they played Atlanta as far as I know. I think that's true. Okay. I believe this was right after Tom joined the band. Of course, Ultra Day was absolute chaos. And I remember No Means No opening with Now. And really the only thing... Other thing I recall is sitting down with the drummer of Alice Donut, Stephen Moses, and predicting as much of their set list as I could. I'd seen them live several times. And Rob Wright playing pinball in some grungy red sweatpants, but I was too <laughs> shy to approach him. Great show either way, and I regret that it was my only live show with the band. As a oh, final wow. aside, since I just listened to the episode with self-pity slash the end of all things, there is an older version of self-pity on the last call Vancouver Independent Music Compilation were robbed of the vocals, and I should that myself. I have it. Anyway. Hmm. Uh, it always stood out to me because of the way the track ends. Of course, on the U.S. release of Sex Mad, it transitions into Long Days, a transcendent combo. Good adjective, dude. Right. Um, I definitely would have appreciated the U.K. version when the drums and self-pity just stop and the album finishes. Beautiful. But in the last call version, it goes straight into a song by Work Party called The Work Song. It's an interesting change of tempo, and if you listen to it, you'll never unhear it for better or for worse. Anyway, thanks for this. Thank you. And I look forward to many more episodes. Oh, nice. Yay! All right. Thank you, sir. Raising our glass. That was excellent. We really, really appreciate you writing in, Jeff. Yes, thank you. Um, it's fucking great. I I just, this is probably one of my favorite parts of this fucking podcast, is hearing people's stories. Oh, totally. uh, it's so great. So please, you know, I, I, I plan on trying to keep this even long after we're done, which is we got to probably been another couple of years and it's the rate we're going. Yeah, uh, I plan to try to keep this go, like up for a long time so that new people who discover the band might find this and listen to it. So mm-hmm. your story could live out there for a while. Who knows? And, you yeah. know, this is this is a community effort in many ways. And, and the, this podcast exists because of a community, because of the. Uh, no means whatever message board, right? That's where we all met. Always, so, yep. So, mm-hmm. so you know, you can be part of that history, but putting in your your little bit here. And who knows? There may be other different opportunities to come. So we'll see. But thank you, thank you to mm-hmm. uh, thank you to um, to Jeff and to everyone who submitted. Really, really, really can't thank you enough. Love, all right, I so we're gonna do what is now a no means nothing tradition and have a little tinkle. Are you going too? Oh my. You're going to leave me here again by myself? 
I am. You can yeah, either talk and I'll leave it in, or you can be silent. Sing them a silent song. And I'll cut it out. It's so up to you. I might have I'll, another I'll no means no story I can talk about. Sure. Hi, everybody. Now that the guys are gone, we can talk about feminine things. Just kidding. So the no means no, or the no means whatever message board, it is where we all met. And there used to be this crazy lad on there named John Chedzi, which everybody probably knows when he used to tour with them and do their merch. And uh, let me see, they were doing a gig in New York City, and I was living in upstate New York at the time, so I came down to it, and I got a hotel room in New York, and I let John stay there, separate beds, of course. Anyways, this motherfucker snored so loud that I took my earplugs from the gig out of the garbage can, stuck them in my ears, and went and slept in the bathtub in the fucking hotel room. Okay, it was that bad. All right. So the next morning after I got out of the goddamn bathtub and went into the bed that I didn't get to sleep in because of the uh, the, 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 the the tree uh, sar in the room. I paid for the fucking room too, by the way. Anyways, it was all worth it because the next morning, Rob and uh, I think it was, I think... It was just Rob and John. I don't know where Tom was, but Rob and John came up and what the hell was that? Sorry. <laughs> so Rob and John came up and uh, Rob saw that I had a Starbucks cup of coffee and he was like, oh, you got a coffee. And I'm like, here, 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 have some. He's like, no, 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 that's all right. No, that's all right. I'm still in my pajamas in the bed. Covers brought up to me because I probably didn't have a bra on at the time. I was like, holy shit. So Rob comes in there, and I realized my Starbucks cup of coffee had two cups under it. Now, I get my coffee with cream and a little bit of sugar. So I said, Rob, my coffee has cream and a little bit of sugar. I haven't taken a sip yet. Do you want some? He's like, sure. So I took out my my cup, found the empty other one, and gave him half. And this was at a time when Rob still liked to watch golf, as far as I knew. So he was sitting in the hotel room with me, drinking half my coffee, and I put the golf channel on for him. And just sat there looking at it going, oh, okay, here we go. Jesus Drinking coffee Christ. with Rob, watching golf. I cannot, I cannot In my pajamas. Fucking yeah. deal with this. Yeah. Oh, man. That is a good story. Yeah. I only heard part of it. The part I heard was good. I cannot wait to go back and well, listen the, to the, the rest of it. The part you didn't hear about me sleeping in the bathtub? Yeah. You'll yeah, hear no. I, yeah, I'll hear that later. I yeah. can't wait. In yeah. the bathtub is where, yeah, you protect yourself from, you know, gunfire, a nuclear blast, and John Chedgy's snoring. John Chedgy's snoring. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I, hey, John, I hear you, man. I am a oh. absolutely mesozaic snorer. You I am guys, like Cretaceous level snoring. Shit. You're taking care of man. Get the I do. I have. I I have a fucking machine. Do you? Do you have the the, have, the the CPAP machine? No, no, no. I don't have the CPAP. I have a machine that's like a little uh, a bla a little inflatable bladder that hears my noise, so that if it hears me snoring, it moves my pillow up and moves. Shut me up! So I, no, no, really? I no. I do. Dude, what? there's there's a surgery you can get. Like, talk to your ENT. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's probably it's, your wife is, putting the pillow over. This your is the United. This the is the United. This is the United States. That will bankrupt me, Matthew. Thank you. Oh, of All course. Right. Yeah, so sorry. Let's, let's, let's move into our right. part two. Okay. Fuck. Fuck. Uh -oh. Okay. Oh, so, okay, everybody. Here's our match. Do you want to stretch? Do you want to stretch, man? Uh, uh, no. No, so no, no. You do some, uh, okay. I don't want to stretch. 
but I realized I was so into this. I didn't pull up the uh, the year of this. So give me just a second. Let's vamp for a second. Our our uh, first matchup is the river off of why do they call me Mr. Happy 1993, mm-hmm. but also off of in the fish tank 1996 versus the night nothing became everything off of zero plus two equals one from 1991. All right. So I want everyone to take off your socks and shoes. You can't be like the guy in heaven is the dust between my toes and put on a nice pair of warm boots. You got to put your fucking feet in this one. And I'm sorry, but I, I'm not really going to do this, but I just want to put the whole fucking song in here. I'm not going to because it's long as fuck, but y'all need, let me say this before I play a clip. I would like to ask everyone who's a big fan of No Means No to right now, stop the podcast. I want you to pull up the lyrics. I want you to pull this up, whether you got your own copy of this, whether you got this on YouTube. And I want you to listen to this fucking song right now before we talk about it. I want you to listen to it and read the lyrics, take it in, and then listen to this little clip.
we're back. So I'm going to go first, a little bit behind the curtain too. I was a bit of a, well, not a bit, I was a big asshole on this. This should have been Matthew who went first here. We have an order where we flip back and forth between these ones. And I asked these guys if it would be okay if I break the order and went first for this and, and fucked up our order and went first on the river. Because this is not only my top No Means No song, this is my top song of any band, of oh! any song, of anything ever. Oh! This, this actually may be my favorite work of art, of <gasps> any work of art. This song means more to me and touches me more deeply than probably any other work of art. And so I couldn't, I couldn't, we also got a a recording from a longtime listener about this song and Matthew forwarded to us. Couldn't listen to it. I'm not going to listen to it until I'm done. (laughs) Yes. This is also really hard because I find a little, another little bit behind the curtain. I find it's hardest to talk about the songs I care most about on Mm -hmm. this podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. The songs I really care most about, I have so much I want to say, and I absolutely mm. hate what I've said about it when I'm done. I'm like, nope, didn't do that right. So I'm going to do the best don't, I can. I'm a little bit drunk. I, no, I'm not going to fight it. No, just, you know, I'm a little bit drunk. Maybe that'll help. But anyway, yeah, don't worry. this song is a absolute fucking flawless piece of art. And I don't use the word flawless lightly. I think Every element of this song is perfect. I think the musicality, I think some of the simplicity behind the musicality, I think the lyrics, the passion, the vigor, the subtlety, it is absolutely unreal. Absolutely unreal. To me, this is the fulcrum around which all the rest of No Means No circles I think this song to me is the center of everything No Means No is. Mm. I think it showcases everything of importance and magnificence and gravity. And this is probably, to me, the single most important statement that Rob has made as a musician, as an artist. I would hazard, and I don't know this at all, but I've heard him sort of say that the river is important to him in interviews. I think this is a deeply personal song to him. I'd go out on a limb and say, I think this is probably one of his favorite songs. I don't know that, but I'd go out on a limb and say, I think that's probably true. So before I start really diving into this, cause you know, sorry folks, buckle in. I'm probably, I'm going to really fucking dive into this. I can't help it. Like I got a lot to say about this one. We'll see how much I'm actually able to get out. But one of the things that I love about this song is that when you look at this song in the, in the lyric sheet, he puts an asterisk by the, the, by the title, The River. And the mm. asterisk leads to a little note down at the bottom that says, The River, that which tears apart, cleaves, or separates. Huh. Now, yeah. river, river is not actually a conjugate of the word riv, which means to split or tear apart violently. So that's a real word. Now, there are other real conjugates. Rived, riven, riving. Those are real conjugates. River is not a conjugate that's listed in the dictionary. But it's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> I love your cat. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Oh, it's fucking awesome. He agrees, he agrees with me. With he you. agrees. Thank you. So that, that, I think, sets the tone for this whole fucking song. That which tears apart, cleaves, or separates. 
So here's Rob using this metaphor of the river. And the river is a ancient fucking metaphor. It's used in all sorts of religious traditions, all sorts of philosophical traditions. We've already heard it. Well, this is in the future for them of the uh, heaven is the dust between my shoes. When he talks about that quote, you can't step into the same river twice, which is Heraclitus. It's often a metaphor for time, for existence. It has a big place in Herman Heth's Siddhartha and in Buddhism as a whole, the idea of the river as this flow of existence, this flow of time that seems to be moving in this illusion and yet is also this thing that we look can look at a piece of and just see flow past us. It seems like something still yet moving uh-huh, and it's, uh-huh. it's, but to take that beautiful metaphor and add in this extra bit of telling us, no, it's that which tears apart, cleaves or separates. I'm going to talk about that a lot as I go stanza by stanza in this song. But before I talk about that, I want to talk about the music. A song doesn't need to be complex to be fucking powerful. Exactly. Now, the drums in this are very complex. And oh. let me say for a minute that I love the In the Fish Tank version. But to me, the, the, the canonical version is the Mr. Happy version because of Rob's vocal delivery. I think, I don't know if he did it in one take, many takes. One take, but it Rob. Is, uh, it is unparalleled in its masterful passion, in its subtle passion, in its build, verse to verse and verse to chorus, is fucking phenomenal. He is a master in this song, vocally. But the in the Fish Tank version is gorgeous. And it showcases the power of two drums. One of the reasons this song is so important to me is I got to see them on that Two Drummers tour in 94. Mm-hmm. And I think it was 94. I was at uh, the Kennel Club. And I, I know there's someone on the hey, message hey, board who's, who's, who was at that show and talked about yeah. it. And, t- and I, I think I talked about this song in particular. This, seeing them play this song at the Kennel Club was as close to a musical religious experience as I've ever had. Whoa. It, the pit was going and the pit just became, no one was punching each other. Yeah, no no one was kicking. We mm-hmm. were going to the rhythm. We were in it. We were a fucking river. And you'd look up at Rob and he was looking at us and there was this connection of just like. You're making like, my hair stand have- up. We have made a fucking moment, and that moment lives in me. It lives right now. I can feel it. It was fucking amazing. And it's because of the nature of what he was talking about in this song. It was, again, one of those moments where what he's talking about, how they're playing it, how he's singing it, and what our bodies were physically doing in space. It was like, fucking A. Like, this is... This is it. This is what art means. <laughs> like, this is what you do with art. This is what you can do with art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think this song, it's, first of all, it sounds like a river, right? It's got that yeah. sound that, <laughs> that yep. float. And this is a song where like the drums, that pure power. Rapids. This, this song takes over the rhythm of my heartbeat during its song. It becomes my autonomic nervous system. I no longer control my own heartbeat, my own breathing. My, the pace, the inner pace of my body becomes the rhythm of this song. Oh, man. The power of it reaches in and just fucking takes over all of those systems inside. And everything in me is just in line with it. There are other no means songs, no means no songs where I can love them, but sometimes I can listen to the background and I feel my mind wandering. Never with this song. Always mm. my full attention and anybody who's studied attention knows that you may think you can pay attention. You fucking can't. You mm. really can't pay attention for longer than five seconds before your mind wanders. This song captures my attention every fucking time fully 
and completely. Not just my mind, but my body. Because this is one of their songs that grabs not only my mind, but my body and my feeling. All the parts of myself engage fully with this. And I feel that Rob is fully speaking to every fucking piece of me flawlessly. I want to talk about how I'm afraid to play this song for people. This is the song I most want to play for people when I want to introduce them to No Means No because it means the most to me. But I'm afraid to do it because if they don't like it, I'm going to look at them differently. Mm. (laughs) I'm going to go, you got to work your way up, man. I know, I know. But it's one of those things that's like, I, 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 I can tell a little bit of, I, I know, no, this is not true. I can't tell something about someone if they like this song, but I'll know that they have something in them that's the same as something in me mm-hmm. if they love the song the same way I do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm afraid to tell, play the song to people, right. but I, on the same point, long to play the song to people because mm-hmm. it, exactly, it's yeah. so intimate. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit more about the music. Structurally, I think this, the verse to chorus build in this song is fucking genius. Yep. The way Rob plays that, it's repetitive, but it builds, even the chorus builds, and then the way it moves into the verse is so smooth. I mean, the mm-hmm. chorus is so smooth. Mm-hmm. There's no distinct cut. It just is naturally into it. And then the chorus has a build each time where the chorus starts with his, st- you think his shouting of the river can't get any more intense, and then suddenly he butts off with another line that's different in every chorus that builds even fucking further. It yeah. even fucking further, and it builds musically um, and vocally, and it's like, fucking hell i do not i cannot think of another song that's got a more natural verse to chorus build musically and lyrically that's just fucking gorgeous it's gorgeous it's gorgeous gorgeous. leather lungs leather leather oh my god oh my god oh my god all right so let me talk that's all the passion that's easy for me to push out let me try to talk about the meaning a little bit more this is the hard part so there are these different verses and I think each of these different verses talk about a different part of his thesis here. And I think this is a deep thesis on the nature of being a human being in the world of being in reality itself, of being a being, just being a being. What does that fucking mean to being a being? I don't know of a lot of other bands that talk about just the nature of being a human being and the fucking absurdity and mystery of that on as fundamental a level as no means no does. Exactly. And this is, right, right, this yeah. is that statement. Mm-hmm. This is, the, the, this is the, the, the crux of that statement for me. So you've got this first verse. Starts off, when I speak, the words I repeat are lost within this roaring. So that already is interesting. Not the words I speak, the words I repeat. Mm. It's taking already away spoken. even the agents. Exactly. It's taking away even the agency of being able to come up with anything new. You're just reflecting. You're reflecting. You're repeating. You're parroting. It's already sort of saying, everything I think I am is not really me. I don't even know what I am. I'm just repeating. And it's lost Mm. within this roaring. So that's a very existential statement, but it still holds true to the metaphor of the river as water. It's fucking 17 levels are all in complete parody. Mm -hmm. And and when I call, your eyes turn to me, but what are they exploring? So now he talks to that idea that I can see you, I can see both of you right now looking at me, but I have no idea what you're really seeing. I don't know what raft of 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 Rift. associations uh yeah 
of associations, <laughs> of feelings, of thoughts you're experiencing when you see me. I have no idea what you're seeing. I can never know what's in your head, ever. Hidden shapes that pass fast away upon the water streaming. These hidden shapes, these things we see, we never actually see anything. All we see is the reconstruction of those things in our head. That's a very fundamental philosophical truth. We don't know what's out there. All we know is the reconstruction of our head. And it's completely passing away in time all the time. We're never actually seeing what's really there, ever. So not only do I not know what's in my own head, I'm just repeating shit. Mm. Not only do I know what you see when you look at me, but the shit I see is never really there and I don't know what it really is. Uh. And what I, what I see, I just cannot say. There's no one to heed me. Is there anyone really out there? I don't, in the end, really fucking know. So this first verse just sets up the very tenuous, illusory nature of what it means to be a human being. If you strip away this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. casual sense that we have of being a person in the world, at root, we just don't fucking know what else is happening. We really don't know. We really are in the fucking water of the river. So... And then he has the verse, I could say that I'm sorry, but what forgiveness lies oh, before me. So, Forgive, oh it's God. so beautiful. It's oh, so it beautiful. It beautiful. We all want forgiveness for what we've done. But if you take, if you start to dig into baptism. this idea that we don't, we, yes, baptism, perfect. Yeah. That's exactly perfect. Yeah. But if we take this idea of forgiveness, which we all want desperately, be we Christian, which none of us are or not, we all want to be forgiven for our fucking failures. But if we don't even really know what the other person is seeing or experiencing or being, what forgiveness can really exist? What, can, what forgiveness lies before me? What's possible? So then we get into this second verse, which is no longer just about that part, but it's about how others experience us and how, although we don't know what's going on in their heads, in a certain way, they actually see us better than we see ourselves. We're so lost in our own subjectivity, we don't even really get to get a sense of what our own actions are, what our own, what our own uh, 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 place in the world is, what our own impact on the world is. Those who know me know all too well all my sins and failings, but brother dear, how could I tell the course that I was sailing? Now, this makes it, again, feels like a very personal song to me because he says brother. I think he's talking to yeah. John. I really no feel kidding. like this is a deeply personal song. Wow. Yeah. And this is that idea that everyone sees your flaws more than you do. They see your beauty more than you do. Mm -hmm. People see you more than you do. But how fucked up is that? That you can never know that. That's something you can never know that's across this vast gulf that you can never cross can actually see you better than you can see yourself. It's absurd. And yet it's the truth. And then in the flood before my eyes, I see the face that I despise in the river. It's mine drifting far away. This feeling that everything we see is a projection of ourselves. And if we hate ourselves, which many of us do it, at least at one time or another, then everything you see is going to be tainted by that hatred, by that despising. You can't escape it because the world is a, is a projection of yourself and you could be trapped in it. You can be. You don't have to be, but you can be. And then the verse that just floors me every fucking time. Well, every verse floors me. This third verse. 
I can see you're not very strong as the current sweeps you past me. And I can see your head going down as helpless your cries find me. Help me, save me, lend me a hand, pull me out, pull me out. Save me, save me, give me your hand, pull me out, pull me out. First of all, the way Rob sings that. Oh my God. Fuck me. Plaintive. Holy shit. There's a moment in my life. While while this song is a fulcrum for no means no, there's a there's a moment in my life that's a bit of a fulcrum in a different way. I think I've already talked about it, so forgive me if I am repeating myself what here. But there's my my friend. I don't know what is that. I don't, that I don't know. So, oh, is it? Yeah, don't worry about it. No, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, no worries. My my friend Russell, who I've talked about before, who introduced me to no means no, who succumbed to schizophrenia, and there was this moment where he came to visit me when I was living in San Francisco, and he was really deep in one of his darkest moments and he was sitting across from me. We weren't oh, listening joy. to this song oh, where he was sitting across from me across the room and we were sitting in silence. The way he was looking at me, it felt like a black hole, like a literal black hole. And this verse came to my mind because it was this verse. He was looking at me, begging for help without <gasps> words, begging for help, begging for me to save him. And I couldn't, oh, there was nothing I could do. I was absolutely helpless, absolutely helpless, but he was begging to be saved. And I felt it. This verse was real. It's like at a certain point, there's absolutely nothing you can do to fully help someone else. Now, do I believe that fully? Yes. I can talk about that a little bit later, but there are moments, and that was one of them, where I fully felt the realism of that moment of, of that lyric the inability to actually save someone else because we're all fucked we're all in the river we're all drowning we're all being torn apart cleaved and separated by the very nature of fucking existence and this verse you know not only does each Jesus verse and chorus Christ. climb, not only does each verse and chorus climb, but each of these three verses has climbed. There's been an arc so that it's, again, that sort of fractal thing. There's a climb in every verse chorus, but this third one has climbed past all the others. His passion is higher. His delivery is higher. It fucking tears me apart, this part. I cannot, tell you, I cannot tell you how many times I've listened to this song and just rewound and then just rewound, and then just rewound just to hear this fucking part over and over and over. It is fucking beautiful, and I am so grateful that this has been put to tape. I am so grateful this exists. I am so grateful I get to fucking listen to this. So then they come all the way down and strip almost everything fucking away. And come to just the most succinct statement they've ever fucking said. Mothers, tell your children the truth. Don't hide the fate that's waiting. When you're born, you start to drown. There is no help, no safety. First, a gift of love is given. Then the winds rise, the sails are riven. That is fucking gorgeous poetry. It is so true. And while you, some may hear that as something very dark and sad, one of the things I love about No Means No and about this song in particular is 
yeah, there's a part of it that is sort of dark and sad, but it's also absolutely beautiful because it's truth. And truth is fucking beautiful. Beauty shouldn't mask truth. And all of truth is not going to be fucking happy. Some of it is going to be deeply existential. And when you can touch something that truthful, there's a, there's a beauty beyond aesthetic beauty. And he finds aesthetic beauty in the song, I think, in spades. But that verse, I think, is such a gorgeous distillation of that. And the way that the music comes down quiet mm -hmm. and then builds and builds. And to speak musically again, the use of the fucking China symbols of this. First, oh, uh, yes. It's like yep. just riding the horse. It is. It is. It is fully taking over my body. They sound like feelings. waves. That's what I wrote in my notes. They sound they like do. waves. It's waves. It's yep. waves. It's the rhythm yep. of the body. It's the mm -hmm. rhythm of the waves. It's the heartbeat. It's the rhythm mm -hmm. of the world. It's the rhythm of fucking truth. It is the terror mm -hmm. of the situation. And it is so gorgeous. And one of the paradoxes of this is in this song about how impossible it is to know what else is out there and to actually reach and actually help somebody. Rob has written a song that actually crosses that gulf and actually reaches me and actually helps me and actually transmits something. So it, the song is a paradox to me. It's a song that perfectly encapsulates one of the fundamental realities of the world while at the same time putting it to the lie because there is something so real that has reached me through this fucking song that will never leave me that it makes me realize that art really can cross the river art really can go from one void into another and make a connection I don't know Rob. I've never met him, but he gave me something here that I will never forget, never not live with, and never not be eternally grateful because it is so sincere. It is so majestic. It is a powerful rope thrown to a drowning man, and I fucking love him for it. So... I'm sure there's a million other things I'd want to say, but that's that's the end of my screed. If All right. you expect me to follow you after that, uh, you're <laughs> fuck off, Jordan. Jesus, you're, I'm sorry. You're that, fucking this hot. song. This song is one of the reasons I wanted to do the fucking podcast. I, I, so, I, I'm sorry. I, I talked to you about having a <laughs> splitting a coffee with Rob in my pajamas, and you, yeah. you you lay down this shit. You know what? One thing I'd never be able Go to do. Yourself. I'd never. I'd never be able to say any of that to Rob's face. So, you know, like, I'd, I would have just been like, hey, my oh, coffee. My but you know what? Yeah. You got to have your door open to accept that shit. Right? Well, and you, you got you, your doors open. This song, I don't know, man. It's a, I mean, oh, I, I get, I get, I get choked up. I don't get choked. No, not many no means no strong. Soak me, choke me up. But this song chokes me up. I get actually like. Super emotional by it because of what it touches the, the yep. chords that it touches. So anyway, I'll, I'll back yeah. off. Go ahead. Uh, rip. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm not going to say shit. Go fuck yourself. It's like no. You know what I mean? What, no. what do you think of this song? Uh, what do you think of this cool song? And the goddamn drums and the the bass said, "Rob, okay, thank you." I'm not saying anything after that. 
got to say something. Okay. <sighs> Thunderous stuff. No. All right. Floor toms and crash cymbals belt out the song into your nards. <laughs> like Jordan just said. And Rob sounds like a man alone preaching to the masses. While the music is on the simpler side, I don't mean anything be bad by that. It is a well, col- I hear you. It's true. It is a colossal accompaniment to the delivery of the massive message that Rob belts out. I think the song is in six, and I imagine a waltz of frantic listeners dancing around him. The buildups are gloriously crafted, making the whole song sound like it has huge waves in it, even though it's called the river. It is a fan favorite that engulfs a listener with bombastic beauty and is a very respected piece for its theme and meaning. Beautiful. Thank Beautiful. You. Thank you. Not, All right, not like yours, but, you know. All right, yeah. you're up, Matthew. Well, I, I should just say that I was so engaged by your... Um, yeah. I've been looking forward to listening to it, but I also had to be real bad. And I had a, a 500 milliliter yogurt container that had screws in it. So I, that was the noise that you heard earlier. You dumping up screws so I could pee into the yogurt container. And my oh, no! Wait a minute. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that. Oh, my It's just it was the only receptacle that was closer. over to my house on Sunday and if he pisses in anything other than my toilet we're gonna have a word well what about the front garden beds uh, you live on a nice oh, cul-de-sac no somewhere. no there's a door right outside there you go you oh, go piss where you <laughs> oh I knew hmm. it I knew there'd be tears tonight some way so all right yeah all right. Well, for the record yeah I'm, go- I'm going down to Bellingham on Sunday to um, yeah the pack AD with uh, with Michelle <laughs> Jealous. I haven't seen Michelle enjoy. since the last time I saw you. It was actually the last No Means No show. Yeah, no, it was No Means No Clones, the Ramones. Uh, yeah, like yeah I, the, the last time they performed together, though. Oh, my God. And I, and I, I, promised, the list, I promised the listeners that at some point the three of us are going to get together in person. Oh, my. No, we got to. No, happen. we're going to uh, Wichita. We're going to go to Wildwood. Wildwood yeah, we're going to go to yeah. Wildwood and have a certain waiter point. wait on us. Exactly. It's, it's amazing how disappointed you guys are going to be by Powell River. 
Um, yeah, that's all right. That's I don't right. give a fuck. No, I, I just want no, peace and beer, and I want the waiter. And uh, exactly, and I want to see you guys. I'm gonna make person. some googly eyes at him. I'll tell you that, Matthew. Mm. <laughs> all right. Do, do you want to go dump your uh, deposit? I was gonna say, do you want to no, dump your fine. urine before you? It, yeah, it's fine. No, no, it's, it's, it's fine. Well, you, it gets you seriously? Oh my god. I, it's, I have not laughed that hard in forever. It's the kind of urine that uh, after you've been drinking for a while, it's just kind of odorless. It's clear. It's clear. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, All right. Wow. All right. All right. Wow. It's back on track. It's over there, sitting track. in the middle of the floor over there. Nice. Don't Oh, don't my God. <laughs> All right, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Matthew, what do you have to say? What do you got to say? I'm sorry, I don't want to have to trip over it. Yeah. Okay. This song is like a concrete poem or a sound poem. I don't know... It's been a long time since I did my literature degree, but there's like a there's a term, a, a poetic device or a poetic uh, where the, uh, the 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 structure, the sound of the song itself or the the poem itself represents what it is, and this, that's what the song is. The the tom the toms are like the um, the rocks in a river. The, the yeah. you know the the rest of the structure is like the flow of the river. And I, um, if you look at the geography of British Columbia, I think like maybe because like nobody's knows from here, maybe there is some um, maybe more of a connection. You know, if you're from a real sort of flat topography. Um, in the middle of, of, of a place or, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're from near the, the Danube or, you know, the Saskatchewan River or the Ohio River or something like that. You're, you're used to sort of a flat, wide, meandering kind of river. Mm. Um, in British Columbia, yeah, British Columbia is, is sort of like Norway or whatever. It's like riven, I'm using that word on purpose, like riven with deep fjords, um, and a lot of our rivers, we have a lot of really, really powerful rivers. Like you get a river, um, it can be wide and shallow, um, like, like, the, like, like the Mississippi or whatever, or you, it can be narrow and deep. Like the volume is the same, but it's much, much deeper. And a lot of the rivers in British Columbia, like Vancouver's in the Delta, the, the Fraser river. So it is a little bit you know, wider and flatter. But in the rest of the province, a lot of there are major rivers. They're, you know, really intense, chaotic, powerful rivers that have carved their way through rock and they're extremely deep. Um, I, I am reminded of when I drove from uh, Prince George to Prince Rupert in British Columbia. And part of the, the highway goes along the Skeena River. And it's a, it's a fjord that's been backfilled. I guess it was like a, um, a glacial carving and oh, both the, yeah. The the river ended up so there's no delta, right? Because it's so deep. Um, the um, the the highway is and the railway are carved into the edge of the of the fjord. Um, mountains on either side, and it's sort of wide and deep, and all of that what is normally deposited to create a river delta is just drops off into nothingness, which I think mm. is very very kind of gnomon snow in mm-hmm. British Columbians understanding a river is not wide and slow and muddy. It is chaotic. It was, it is turbulent. It is dangerous. You don't, you don't go near that shit. It's carved its way through rock. It has steep canyons and it is very mm. much, um, 
I, I, I you know, it, it, a river as a metaphor, it, it flows, it pushes things in one direction, but um, as you've alluded to, Jordan, uh, it, it also divides to, to rive, is um, to split, um, to tear into pieces, as, you know, it says in the, in the liner notes to the album. Um, the Proto-Indo-European root ray to tear, to cut, to break, Cognates in English, rift. Mm. Um, like, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Right. Wow. Yeah, in, in, in Greek, erepla, uh, which is a cognate as well, is ruins. Um, in English, again, another cognate is to rivet. Uh, so to drive something hard through something softer. Um, so it wow. is pretty interesting, you know, riveting. Um, uh, I wrote these notes like uh, three weeks ago, so forgive me for being a little disconcerted and uh, disconnected. This music is a torrent. Um, as I say, the it, it it is the song feels like what it represents. What the yes. title is. Oh, exactly. oh, oh! What artistry, um, songwriting. Oh absolutely, absolutely. I haven't even gotten to the you know, any of the lyrics. So again, it's sort of nautical metaphors that sort of come up so often in uh, in No Means No. Um, let's see here. I talked about the skin forever. <laughs> I talked about Tom's being like rocks. I told you, you know, music is a torrent. I think it's also, you know, put on your oxygen mask first before trying to help anyone else um you know i i have my own problems i have to deal with them before i can help you um right Mm -hmm. and um that's that that's sort of part of uh part of the lyrics um where is it here I'd, i'd save you give my life but it's already sacrificed to the river it's gone um, it's gone, drifting far away. Exactly that. It is a it's a it's a powerful idea that, as much as you would love to help someone else, you'd love to pull them out, you'd love to give them your hand. You are yourself being pulled along by these forces. Uh, you're being buffeted by this force. You're being dragged across the rocks. You are, you know tearing with your fingernails at the at the shoreline uh being carried along um it's interesting too that he uses the um where is it then the winds rise the sails are riven riven Uh, yeah yeah and riven some people may know i think probably more people than not know the word riven from the video game which is uh uh, the sequel to Mist from around 1995 or so, where it is Nerd. like a, a splitting of uh, reality. Uh, that's sort of the theme of it. But uh, when the ri- the winds rise, the sails are riven. <clears throat> it is, especially for somebody like myself who grew up in a coastal region, uh, some experience with the, with sail. Um, uh, when your sails are riven, means riven means split, 
your sales are no longer effective. You have no longer, you have no control anymore. Um, But it's still going to push on those sales. You don't have control over the sales, but the sales are still being Oh, my God. Just like you described, Jordan, with with, with Russell. Exactly right. Oh, honey. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. So when you're born, you start to drown. You know, you, you are in that current. You're in that uh, press of wind um, that you don't have a lot of control. You're just doing your best with your riven sails to draw them in. To, um, there's forward motion is gone. You're lost, your agency is lost. Uh, all you can do is um, batten down the hatches, so to speak, and uh, go where the river takes you. Go where the winds take you. Um, yeah, the music is a torrent. The toms are like oh, rocks in the river. Um, the guitars sort of descending. It, 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 the the riffs are the same all the way through. Like I say, it's not, uh, or like has been said, it's not it's super complex, but it is uh, the re- the repetitiveness of it is predictable yet chaotic just like a river especially in this part of the world uh especially at flood time when um you know the the rivers rise again you know just if you've never been to a mountainous part of the world where um you know the the rivers during the summer before the melt or after the melt and everything Uh, sort of slow you can kind of float around in them but when the melt's happening uh, when the rains are happening and everything like that, it can be uh, within your river canyon. It can be like meters, you know, uh, tens of feet uh, d- uh, like deeper and dangerous, and you don't want to go near it. Um, so a, you a want to be also, next to it. You want to you want to look at it though. You don't want to. Go if you want it. to look at it, you hear it. It's deafening. Um, uh-huh. But that a river is entirely um changeable it's it's you know Mm -hmm. it it is always the same and it's always going the same direction um depending on the conditions it can be extremely dangerous it can be extremely you know you splash around in it in certain parts of the year and other times go anywhere near it like even put your foot in it it will pull you in and kill you Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah anyway that's about all i have i don't know if i can follow jordan but no. uh, that's, that was that's great, what I got man. to say about the river. Yeah, That was great. <clears throat> All right. Uh, uh, Anybody All got right, a piece? Let's, I let's do, again. <laughs> All right, Are let's you, let, wait, wait. Let's hey, let Matthew fill up another cup. Can I go pee too? Uh, and then Jor- Jordan, will, will you talk while we pee? Or do no, yeah. I, think we'll, I, I, think we'll make a, I think we'll make a little break here. Go ahead, guys. All right, All right. I'm going to pee. I'm going pee. Don't All right, everybody. I'm probably going to cut this out uh we're gonna talk about another song pretty soon but man you know what it's fucking hard to talk about the songs i like the most um i'd love to hear what matthew and michelle have to say about these songs because it's you know these have been going round and round in my head forever i know there are other people for who the river is the the best song while they're gone i'm gonna go ahead and just say this i don't know man this could be the song for me if i were to vote this is the song that takes the crown at the end right if it's not there towards the end I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but we'll see. Um, all right. 
I was going to say, I say something I forgot to say. Um, it, it's gone versus it's mine. Right. Yeah. Never got to talk about that, which is, it's the, I see there, the face I despise in the river. It's mine. It's mine. Um, and then I would save you, give my life, but it's already sacrificed to the river. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. <clears throat> Again, I, I implore all of you. If, if you're someone who was not obsessed about these lyrics before, Hello. And doesn't and doesn't obsess about lyrics. Listen to that song with the lyric sheet in front of you. Just do it. It's not. This is not a. This is not. This is not like Mary or Zero Plus Two, which is like a a, a, a Byzantine song that you kind of have to really dig into. I think the the guts of this one are right there on the page. So I encourage yeah. you to do it. I think it's worth it. All right. So <clears throat> let's move on to our second pairing. And in one of my I wash favorite my things, hands. Did you mess? There it? you go. <clears throat> Of course not. We're no. One of the favorite thing, one of my favorite things about outside. about this terrible machine that we've set up are these weird parallels and and symmetries that'll set up for us sometimes. I feel like the two parallels here in these matchups are strikingly weird. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. deep, slower, oh. contemplative song with a weird, thrashy instrumental with a kind so, of nature theme. With a kind of nature theme. I mean, what the fuck? And so our yeah. second. Match song in this matchup is the night nothing became everything. Oh yeah, zero, zero plus two equals one from 1991. And again, this one's pretty short, so you'll probably hear the whole thing. So let's go ahead and uh, take in the night and see what we think. <laughs> What a fucking song. This oh, song's yeah. fucking great. I actually experimented with something on this to see if I could. I mean, I know this is true, but just see what it sounded like. And it didn't sound like anything. But this is the musically. It's the day everything became nothing backwards. Like this is that music backwards. This is exactly those riffs played kind of backwards oh, or not back, not backwards, but played like opposite in a way. Uh, and just like the title says, the night nothing became everything. It's right there in the title. Fuck. But the way that they're playing those riffs, they are the day everything became nothing riffs, but they're played backwards. Played when one thing descends, this ascends. Or if something ascends in the other song, a descends in this song. It's fucking amazing. And yeah. in that sense, it's kind of a fun lark. It's all. This is one of those songs that's really hard for me to uh, peel away from its pairing 
with I think you know. Those two things always oh go. Oh, my God. They go together so much for me, the way this one descends, you know, like, and there's not many songs where they just fade out, you know, and then the, uh, to have The Night Nothing Became Everything, beca- I mean, to have a, I Think You Know Fade In, they go together. It's hard for me to pull this yep, one apart. Yep, so yep, yep, yep. It's hard for me to judge this on its own, but it's fucking great. The guitar work, as always, with Andy is out of this world absolutely yeah. insane especially the, uh, the guitar work at the end is just fucking crazy the blast beat drums are just fucking nuts it's just like playing it like i don't know how many beats per minute i don't think you can measure how many beats per minute some of these parts of uh a wonderful bifurcation of the album like this is this is the demarcation to me even though it's not actually where side two starts on the actual album to me this has always felt like the back half this signals the back half of the album and it changes the tone it changes the way all the diff- the songs feel as they come through for for the whole rest of this album it is a master class in sequencing i cannot stress enough how especially these early andy mm-hmm. records mm-hmm. the sequencing is just i want to know about that i want to know, know about it too and drank coffee well, and said no this one no i want to know about we, that kind of shit we've heard some and i don't know how much of this has come through his notes and how much has this been in our discussions with him but he's definitely let us know that there were some wildly different versions of this album that mm-hmm. came out mm-hmm. that yeah, had totally yeah. different it's songs on it the order totally, yeah Exactly. And so I can't imagine this album being any different, right? Of course, because I think it's fucking perfect as it is. And this song's part of that. It is a beautiful transition from the first half of the album to the second half of the album. It's another one of those songs just like Brainless Wonder that doesn't take itself too seriously, but is fucking amazing and is absolutely phenomenally played. Oh my God. Virtuosic. Uh, I I love it. Again, it's hard for me to have much to say about it because I blew all of my wad all over you the previous did, song. Yep, yep, gloriously. Uh, it's a glorious wad. I think this song yeah. is fantastic. It's again one of their few. Uh, I don't actually know if we have any instrumental pieces left. This may be the last inter- inter- instrumental piece we have. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think we've covered them all. So and if that's the case. They can't even sing while they're playing it because it's that badass. There's no, that, is, nobody's got. Any it energy to like walk up to the mic because it's and again badass. this is one of those ones I really want to know the story behind what yes. made them want to play the day everything became oh nothing God. backwards right like where did that come from was it like an idea can. or because it could yeah but great song great song all right Michelle what do you got I sound like Beavis yeah yeah <laughs> yeah all right hey <laughs> are you afraid of me <laughs> now you. Uh, all the listeners haven't seen my housemate bring me two more beers down. So I've, I'm on my fourth beer right now. So, uh, woo. All right. Whoa with this fucking song. Whoa. This is the Ma- Matthew. What the fuck? I guess he's pissed. All right. He can he's still leaving. Because he's, he's, he he's still okay, here. He's right, got his right. headphones on. This is the ultimate fuck you warm up that this band could lay down before the punters even show up. Isn't this just this sound like a goddamn no means no warm up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy yeah. shit, do I love this piece. Listening to it while writing stuff down, man, it still makes my hair stand up. And then I wrote some googly eyes. Oh, the use of dynamics in this, especially the quiet, sneaky, gorgeous part where they drive their fucked up ice cream truck down the street. It's so, <laughs> so demented and cool. It, you turn around and find that headless guy on the album cover knocking on the front door to pick up your daughter for a date. And then and then they circle around and they come back up the street tossing out half-eaten ice cream cones and cookie puss cakes while they deliver <laughs> unbelievable music that made me ask, 
What the fuck did I just hear? <laughs> nice. Oh my god, this song. That, that, that quiet shit where they start going down the street where you're like, oh my god. If I could get a boner, like a legitimate boner, that's what's happening to me when I hear that. Boner. <laughs> Feminine nice. boner. Nice. Oh my All god, right. that is so great. And 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 then and and then they come back in with a exactly, and and then they come back up the street. yeah, they come up down up back up the street with a fucking shotgun blasting everybody. God, oh, it's just I've had four beers. Excuse me, four beers. Do it. Four beers. I did. I bet you didn't have it when I Sunday night. You gotta drive, so we gotta take a cab to the venue. No, no, I'm gonna no, I can't. I'm gonna have a couple of Guinness at the venue. Yeah, me, uh, Matthew's coming down uh, Sunday, and we're gonna go see the Pack AD. We're gonna Woo-hoo! go to yep. dinner. He's gonna stay in my house, and he's not gonna piss in any of my cups or containers. No. He's gonna use but, a bonafide toilet. But Gregson is gonna come and give me a snuggle. Greeks, Gregson, yeah, can no, can no, I no. say something to the listeners? I don't think you two even know who Colin Gregson is. And I do. It has something to do with a guy that. Oh yeah, I do. On, yeah, of course. On the front of my shirt, the and that man one. is Rick Mayall, who is the no means no. Uh, he's the no means no equivalent of a man. All right, <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Rick nice. Mayall, mm. the young ones. Nice. Colin Gregson, bad news. All right, Matthew, you may you all may right, not Matthew, speak. what do you got about this one? So, yeah, this is one on the um, back half of Zero Plus Sequels. One where um kicks off with um, one song and with another. So, yeah. So the middle the middle part of that second side uh, is so well blended. Oh, my God. It's incredible. And this song comes out of the distance and returns to the distance. <gasps> Can I tell you how much I love that? Yeah, it's incredible. Um, and how it uh, comes back as I think you know. Oh my God. Yeah. Such linked to the song before it and the song after it. Um, the toms and the kick drum are um, perfectly in sequence at some point. It's uh, pretty amazing. Um, the snare fills and the snare work in general, like I love the, the sort of jazz march almost mm. aspect of it. Um, the snare fill kind of almost chokes on itself. It's incredible. Um, <laughs> uh, and then there's like sort of that guitar swing. Uh, and yes. there's like almost a little conversation uh, or muttering to itself. It's, it's an interesting song. It's almost sort of like, um, it, it's a song that's talking to itself, um, mm. almost sort of like yeah. somebody that's sort of you know maybe not somebody with a you know mental uh, divergence or anything. We, we all talk to ourselves occasionally, and this song anyway. is talking to itself. Um, well, it's kind of the band talking to itself too, right? Because it's a reference to another one of their songs. So that's absolutely. like meta and a whole nother level. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, 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 totally. It's a, it's a song that's almost like an echo of itself. Um, and God. in some ways, um, yeah, it just almost makes you taste what you've already heard and anticipate what's coming after. Uh, yeah. And, and, 
And that's about uh, all I have to say about this particular short. Almost exactly the same length as Brainless Wonder instrumental. Yeah. Um, fucking yeah. Crazy. Oh, God, I love the instrumentals. I love crazy. them so much. No, not because really I don't good. listen to lyrics, but it's just like, I, I think really they have good. some they're like nuggets. Amazing. I think they got, they, they got nuggets and they're just, they got to have a place and I want to hear them and they played them for me. They're so fucking great. Oh my God. Yep. They're so good. Yep. Oh. Now what int- you mentioned timing, Matthew. So here's something really interesting. There are, there's so many parallels. Brainless wonder is actually one minute, 35 mm-hmm. night became nothing is one twenty-five. Faceless May is 602 and the river is 620. Oh, see? So oh that's God. like this weird fucking symmetry. Yes, that's just exactly. Fucking crazy, crazy. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Slade, and your terrible machine for serving up some juicy no, shit. I All think right, so I, I think it's a I think it's good that happened. No, it's really I good. I think it's the terrible great. machine was like it's great. I mean it this time. I'm not being sarcastic. Thank you, terrible cooking. machine. Yes. So, right, so, circle, circle a bunch of times on my notes here. I forgot to mention that the river is actually an area in at my workplace that we refer to. Oh, that's to. right. Yeah, you, that's put, you told me it, that. Put it in the river. Um, it's no. sort of a long, and they call it the river because it is something that is is. Consid- uh, transitional uh, things go in That's there awesome. for a short period of time and kind of flow hey! through to another area. Oh, so awesome. every time somebody every time somebody talks about uh, yeah, go put put it in the river. Um, of course, the song gets in my head. So uh, oh, nice. nice. <laughs> oh, that's cool, Matthew. Hey. Yeah. All right. Well, here comes the vote. And oh. clearly for me, this is not even a contest because there's there's no song that anyone has ever written that could go up against the river. And as far as I'm concerned, the podcast could end right now. We found the song. This is it. This is the crown. Oh, Put it on. Jordan. March it down the runway. It's the river by eight billion trillion miles in my heart. But it's just in my heart. You know, so the funny, funny thing is like. You're very clear. Michelle's very clear. I feel like I'm slightly less clear in terms of. So there um, we go. There we go. What are. All of this could change too. For me, I'll even admit for me, this could change as we continue along. We got two more more seasons left. What do you mean it could change? What are you talking about? Probably not. I always thought your favorite was Mary. It's I would have put money on it. I would have right put money there. on the Mary. I would have put money on Mary. Mary, zero plus two, and Slade are just they, they jockey for position, but they all kind of they jockey for second place, <laughs> I think. But uh, we'll see. Uh, anyway, so yeah, for me it's the river. Uh, Michelle, where are you at? And cle- clear, not. I know you were vacillating on want, what you wanted to vote no, no, on. This. No, 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 look, look, look. I've, I've, no, no. It's good that we have had a span of time because look, I am very easily amused, and and and, and I'm all right with that. Musically, the night nothing became everything. Boner time. I love it. It's everything I I love and more. I I love it. But if I was to take a song that encompasses this band, other than "Tired of Waiting," of course. Of course, of course. Yes, I've I've got my favorite. You've got yours. The river is is, it's it's a hymn. Mm. It, it's 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 a gift yes. from the band. And everybody gets it, and Jordan especially gets it. So I'm going to vote for the river. Okay. Matthew, how about you? 
Yeah, I feel like, um, as I said, the uh, night nothing became everything. It's fantastic. It feels like it's coming from somewhere and going somewhere else. But it, because of that, it needs the song before it and the song after. Yep, uh, yep, so, yep. So I, I feel like, you know, almost if I could encapsulate the middle part um, bet between ooze and... Uh, you know, George Boyerian or Ghosts, at least, um, that maybe that those songs together would meld together into some, you know, major kaiju and everything like that. But a standalone song, uh, it can't stand up to the river. Very few oh. times. There you go, unanimous. That makes my oh, little heart happy. That makes my Jordan, heart happy. You I'm really happy. God. So that's what it's all about, man. Oh. So. Faceless May is smiling with her non-existent mouth as she rides down the raft Which on the river. Because she has no fucking faith. Exactly. She's, and unfortunately, unfortunately, Brainless Wonder has been sent to swim with the fishes no, uh, no, he's... in the night, even though they're going to be celebrating and kicking back beers because both those instrumentals deserve to be high in everyone's pantheon. <laughs> oh my pantheon. God, they're so good. They're so good. And... But listen, we're not quite done because we have our usual treat for you this time oh and a couple God. of real good ones. Michelle's gonna, Michelle's gonna read to us okay. some Andy's corrections. <laughs> Andy's corrections. And we have two this week, and the first one is rags and bones. I've had four beers, so if there's any problems, <laughs> I'm blaming it on the brewskis. All right, here's what Andy has to say. Rags and Bones. This is as good as we got in my time in the band, I figure. I'm going to pause here and ask everybody to just hear what I just said, reading Andy's words. This is as good as we got in my time in the band, I figure. Listening to it for the first time in an eternity, it struck me just how much John is doing in this song. Mm -hmm. The bass line has become quite iconic, but it's actually pretty simple with his catchy faux Celtic feel. <laughs> and the guitar spends its time jumping between mirroring the bass and working in tandem with the drum accents. But John's drum part is really the most exciting thing about this song to me. It's only when the end section comes in with any old rags and bones, question mark, that John plays anything resembling a traditional mm. drum beat. And of course he does that great too. Nevertheless, John makes it all work in a way that is very untraditional and makes you want to dance at the same time. Fuck yeah. As is often the case with fan favorites, it likely got overplayed. <laughs> that said, it had a much longer shelf life than, say, Dad. No matter. Like, it's catching up. Rags and Bones never stops to catch its breath. It's a five-minute, and he puts an exclamation point in between some parentheses, it's a five-minute, huh? exclamation point, song that feels like it's a lean three-minute song. As such, it was constantly fun and exhilarating to play. Crashing into the chorus was nothing short of cathartic for all concerned. <laughs> Fuck. I, is that just not holy water washing over you know, yourself? Just, oh, damn it. it. Can I'm a little affected by the beer, but can I tell you guys something? 
This band is like the longest relationship I've ever had in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same. You know what I mean? Same. Like here here in this stuff, it's like it's like the husband I never had telling <laughs> me that he st- that he still loves me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just depressed myself and in that vein and <laughs> <laughs> in the vet, in that vein, here's some manic depression. And he's gonna talk about manic depression. Oh, I love this one. All right. I have a hunch that, along with no sex and pylons, am I reading this right? Pylons? Stop it? Yeah, that's what he wrote. The fuck? I have a hunch that, along with no sex and pylons, P-Y-L-O-N-S, stop it. I played this Hmm. when I first guested on stage with Rob and John at the FOE Hall in Victoria. Fraternal Order of Eagles. Yes, I've seen that. I've seen that place. It was pointed out to me, Matthew, when we all went to see uh, Andy at, uh, what was that place? Where'd we go to the guys? It had a guy's name. Oh, Logan's. Uh, Logan's, yes. It's no longer a thing, does it? Uh, No, it's not. COVID killed it, sadly. But uh, somebody pointed to me out the FOE hall. We we walked by it. Just a note. Uh, there's a band called Pylon who does a song called Stop It. So maybe it was oh, a cover they were doing oh, earlier. Oh, okay. Should I start no. over? Should no, I no, start no. over again? No, 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 no. I think we just, it was just, I, I just got weird because he said it. stop it. I know. It's not, yeah. It's you don't Pylon. want me to start over again for, for no, sure? No. All right. No, all right. Good. Okay. I played this when I first guessed it on stage with Rob and John at the FOE Hall in Victoria. I could be wrong. At any rate, it was the earliest three-piece set material that I can remember. Rob did a demo on his four-track of a minimalist take on Hendrix classic, classic and played it for me. A lot of the jazziness, jazziness and swing of the, viewer, of the original was taken out and replaced by a far more straightforward, heavy pounding feel. Despite Rob and my relatively, relatively simple music arrangements for our respective parts, John really got a chance to shine on this one and do a shitload of fancy drum stuff. John. When we went to record it at Mushroom Studios, Rob tried to sing it, but his voice was well and truly fucked. (laughs) Then I was, okay. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to say it over. When, When I went to record it at Mushroom Studios, Rob tried to sing it, but his voice was well and truly fucked. Then I was up but my voice was also completely fried after singing Stop It. (laughs) Okay. This left John. He did one so-so take, and we were kind of concerned no vocal would be able to be put to tape. John said that he wanted to try it again, so back into the studio room he went, and man, oh man, this time he just went for it. We were all in shock. So good. He walked back into the control room and asked, and we all <laughs> laughed because it was so awesome and he'd saved the song. Oh God. That is just, I mean, come so on. Good. So good. That is so good. <laughs> so good. What? Oh, oh God. I can't believe we get to get this kind of info. I know. I can't. I can't wait till the this fucking book. This is the longest relationship I've ever had. This, this is shit. like the love so, of my life that has never let me down. Yeah. On Saturday night. Kind of shit? Oh. What's that, Matthew? 
Oh, I went to see Sleaford Mods on, yeah. on on Saturday night, who are fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. And it, 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 there aren't very many examples of uh, bands who were open for the band I went to see. I knew nothing about them, and they blew my mind. Uh, when the Octopus Project opened for Manor Astro Man, that's one example. When Invasives opened for No Means No, actually, mm -hmm. that was another mm -hmm. example. Yeah. And um, so this band called Sorry uh, opened for Sleaford Mods. And I didn't know anything about them. I really enjoyed them. I think I recommended to them. Yeah, I can't wait to hear to them. I haven't both listened yet, I'm going to. Yeah. And uh, I, I researching them. The, the lead singer was so sweet. I bought a T-shirt from her, uh, and researching them, I um, looked into. They apparently it was her and uh, the guitarist, and they played Hendrix covers together uh, oh, in, nice. our, in, cool. in the early days. So I, I messaged her on Facebook and said, you know, this, that, and the other thing, and like maybe because like, they didn't have the right size of t-shirt I wanted. So, like, hey, <laughs> maybe when you get the reprinted, we'll get uh, something that will fit something larger than my you know, right thigh. Uh, and <laughs> there is a link to a song by my favorite band. And I sent her a link to Manic Profession. So hopefully nice. she'll eventually find that and, uh, and become a No Means No fan. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Everybody. Uh, check out Sorry. They're uh, pretty awesome, and their album is called 925. Sweet. Do you know each of us would say the word sorry in a completely different accent? Well, actually, true. I was going to, it's funny, I was going to mention it that, that was, it's the most Canadian Rob sounds in No Means No in, yeah. is, is on the river. I would say that I am sorry. So, and sorry. I'm like, oh, yep, that's how I know Ooh. you're fucking Canadian because yep. you're and Matthew you just sorry. did it, and I'd say yep. sorry. 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 Well, Jesus Christ, everyone. Strangey, I know that you're from like uh, northern New York State because you said. I'm up, up, upstate. Upstate. I know, Celtic and not Celtic. Celtic, yep, exactly. <laughs> so, sorry. I was going to say that, too. Yeah. Listen, you guys have. You, You've endured over two hours of us. This is another oh, one of these fucking no. episodes. And that's on, two, that's on. That's with two songs that don't even have any fucking words. <laughs> But I hope, you know, we're trying to give you double stuffed episodes because yeah, we Chuck, missed. We're going to do our down. best. Yeah, Chuck, calm down. We love you. We, we actually, we do. Put it back so in we hands, hope, Chuck. We hope, that, we hope that this has been worth the wait. We're going to, uh, I think we're all okay. We're going to try to keep, get back on our regular yep. pace, back on the hobby horse. A little hiccup. Um, but in any event, it was an absolute fucking joy to do this again with you guys. Oh, so yeah. I can't I wait till you. the next I, time. Yeah. No Means No Thing is produced and edited by yours truly, Jordan Flato. Co-hosting and podcast graphics, excellent podcast graphics, are by Matthew Kowalik. <laughs> what the fuck are you going to do this time? Michelle is Strangest is our, is our strangest. Nope. Michelle Strangest is our third and strangest. <laughs> and everyone's favorite co-host and official Foley our artist. strangest co-host. Right. Thank and don't you. forget Teddy, our mascot. That's right, Teddy, yes, our mascot. Thank mascot. you to No Means No for the use of stock taking as our intro and outro music. Yep. There are only eyes and arms and hands.
We're on the other side. Wait, I gotta find a, the piece of the paper. I think I'm out of my my special paper that I write to stuff. It. Fuck. Oh no. Ooh, this is an interesting one. All right. Wait. Um, oh. It's got some. I mean, fucking a. I, I, there's so many good songs left, but there's not many songs left. So no. It's interesting to see what's gonna come up. All right, here is the matchup. Oh, I found, wait a minute. I found more of my. Uh, I'm anxious for more songs. It's been the same ones for a month now. I have a feeling Matthew has to pee again. We've got. I I don't actually, surprisingly. I know. I I think I'm Matthew's Matthew's bladder. We've got an absolute classic and a deep, 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 deep outer rim cut. Oh! What? Huh? Yeah, the second one, you're like, what the fuck is that, right? Yeah, you it's, might have to direct me. It's really good. To that. It's really good. I will. Uh, Parker's got it on vinyl, actually. So if you don't have that, I can rip it for you. Yeah, you might have to, Holmes. Ooh, 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 ooh here's some good ones. God, they're all, all going to be good. That's, they're all Wait, the ones I can't that are write left this are good. All the ones that are left are good. I thought we said it already. Nope. Quiet. Matthew, I'm going to have to beat that out. Yeah, you're going to have to. Sorry about that. My bad. And there's there's part two. Oh, so good, oh, so good, so one. good. Oh, oh my Both God. of them, the first that, one and the second that, one. Jesus the Christ. first one, I can't wait to talk about the introduction to that one. Oh my God! I can't, I'm yeah, so, <laughs> I like the thing ah. the leap because it's gonna be fun, kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a lot of beer. Me too. Uh, me too. I'm also very drunk. So anyway, you guys, you made it to the end. You heard the secret oh. sauce. You have no idea what's coming next as I've bleeped out Matthew's bullshit <laughs> accidental uh, drunk uh, spoilers. Yeah. So anyway, I just have one thing left to say to all of you. Fuck off. <laughs>